What a week we have had here in Alexandria, Virginia. Our marketing team was busy on Twitter chatting about early childhood education. Yasmina was in Austin, Texas for NHSA's debut at South by Southwest EDU. Head Start programs were reading books for National Reading Month's hashtag Read with Tay Challenge. And your government affairs team was busy getting a letter out to Congress. And I've got Director of Government Affairs Tommy Sheridan with us to talk about it. So turn up the volume. It's time for the NHSA in Action podcast. Last week, we kicked off with a live Twitter chat on early childhood collaboration. Our roundtable discussion started with a spotlight on CPCD Head Start in Colorado Springs and their partnership with local school districts. We then had the Oregon Head Start Association tweet about the state-level collaboration between Head Start and public pre-K. They discussed how funds are blended in Oregon, how all classrooms meet high-quality standards, and what benefits this provides to all communities. In the last section of the chat, we turned on the mics and asked the audience to share examples of collaboration and coordination in their own programs. Our team was chatting with 35 different Twitter accounts, which was really exciting. And the goal of the chat was to create a public record of the various state and local collaborations that Head Start programs participate in. The main purpose of this was to ensure that it is well known that Head Start programs successfully collaborate across multiple funding streams. But we can also use this information to identify best practices and what value add these types of partnerships provide. We focused the group on how collaboration can improve access quality and duration of early child pro- childhood programming. So while the Alexandria office was busy tweeting away, Executive Director Yasmina Vinci was in Austin, Texas for South by Southwest EDU. This was the first time we have ever participated, and from what we heard at the conference, it was a booming success. Yasmina led a panel discussion on fostering the maker movement in early childhood education. And for those of you unfamiliar with the maker movement, it focuses on engaging children in the STEAM principles, science, technology, engineering, arts, and math, with hands-on activities. She was joined by Chris Hume, founder and CEO of Kodo Kids, a company which is dedicated to inspiring innovation by giving children the tools they need to explore. Lisa Brams, who is the Director of Research and Learning at the Pittsburgh Children's Museum, who is also the project lead for the museum's newest permanent exhibit, The Make Shop. You should check it out. And one of our very own, Wasi Tesfa, Head Start Director at Pacific Clinics. Wasi and her program chaired and coordinated the first early childhood STEM conference for the Region 9 Head Start Association. So as we know, technology is embedded in our daily lives. I mean, here I am recording a podcast that you're listening to while either getting ready for work or just enjoying your morning coffee. So the maker movement not only capitalizes on the beneficial aspects of technology in the classroom, but also encourages children to grow as natural scientists. This approach reexamines traditional methods by which science and math are introduced in the classroom and encourages educators to approach these subjects by framing children not just as early learners, but inventors. This applies to all levels of education, but this is especially important when discussing early childhood education at the critical preschool age. As children's minds are developing at an unparalleled rate, this type of curriculum will spark a lifelong passion to push beyond curiosity to explore and interact with the world around them. Looking for concrete ways to implement activities that encompass the combination of creativity and innovation can be difficult, and so the panelists discuss their unique industry perspectives, along with the challenges they face and the solutions they developed. NHSA's Rick Mockler also spoke on a panel about bringing innovation into early learning, which focused on moving beyond traditional practices to have the highest impact on early learners. So innovation is the buzzword these days, and while at South by Southwest EDU, Yasmina brought together innovative thought leaders from across various industries to discuss these new insights of early learning. 
she also announced the creation of the Head Starter Network. This is a new organization we have launched to pioneer new avenues between early education and other industries. Check out our new website, www.headstarternetwork.org. Our vision is to become the nation's leading network for advancing innovation in early childhood education, and we hope you'll become a part of it too. Last week, we announced our March advocacy activity for National Reading Month and our social media challenge, hashtag ReadWithTay. Shout out time. Thank you, Cooperative Educational Service Agency number 11, Head Start, for participating. They read Tay Diggs' books, Chocolate Me and Mixed Me, which promotes cultural understanding through classroom reading. They even shared their photos on social media, so check them out by searching the hashtag ReadWithTay. They're super cute. So as I mentioned, I have Tommy Sheridan here, whom you all know very well. So Tommy, welcome. Thank you. Excited to be here. Um, he's with me today to talk more about the Jenkins-Clark sign-on letter. So the fiscal year 2018 federal budget process has begun, and members of the House of Representatives are submitting their priorities to the House Appropriations Committee. So Tommy, first can you tell us who Jenkins and Clark are, and why is this letter good for Head Start? Absolutely, and actually let me let me take it one step further back, if you don't mind, Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the This fiscal year budget uh, process did just begin, However, we, as everybody knows, and probably as everybody's very aware, have still not finished last year's federal budget. <laughs> so while at the same time that we do see this letter um, as a really good win for fiscal year 2018, it also, given the timing of it, is going to play really important in the final decisions of fiscal 2017, which do have to be made up um, by April 28th of this year. So um, being the fact that we're in March, uh, this, this letter gives us another reason to be talking to our members of Congress, reminding us about what, reminding them, excuse me, about what Head Start does. And then going forward, um, they'll be remembering it. Hopefully they'll be signing on to the letter, uh, which then they'll be able to support Head Start, of course, in fiscal year 2018 per the letter, but also in 2017, uh, per the needs that we have. So that's the good news um, about all of it. That's I part of the good news. There is no bad news. <laughs> there is no bad. Well, the bad news just may be the budget. Right. Um, right. It's going to be a tough year, uh, and I know that we'll be talking about that probably somewhere down the line um, as we uh, as we move closer to President Trump um, releasing his skinny budget and his broader budget, um, which uh, which we're expecting in the next couple of months. Okay. Um, now back to this letter in particular. The reason why it is so great uh, is that this is the first time that we have had a bipartisan letter. Mm. Um, uh, in support of Head Start funding uh, for uh, at least the past decade. Wow. Um, and the, uh, the, the well, excuse me, bipartisan-led letters. Uh, Lynn Jenkins, who is a representative from Kansas, uh, mm-hmm. she is a Republican member of Congress, has been in Congress for uh, a number of terms. She actually is retiring at the end of this term, unfortunately, um, but, that, uh, but she actually signed on to this letter last year okay. um, at the behest of Loretta Sanchez, who is one of our Head Start alumna in uh, in Congress. She ran for Senate and unfortunately lost her Senate race, so Loretta Sanchez is no longer in Congress, mm-hmm. um, which left Catherine Clark, um, who I think some of you know, who's a Democratic Congresswoman from Massachusetts. Uh, she spoke at our Winter Leadership Institute breakfast. Um, she is arguably the, uh, the, the most knowledgeable, um, coming from the child care world, uh, be partnering very closely with uh, with the Head Start community in Massachusetts, um, and she is just an absolutely dynamic um, member of Congress who is willing to really stick her neck out there and really do as much as she can to make sure that Head Start is in a good place. Nice. So she is. Um, so her staff had approached us and basically said, you know, we want to jump in, we want to be able to support. What can we do for funding for this year? Mm-hmm. And we said, well, let's let's start with looking at doing a funding letter. Um, 
because these funding letters, basically members of Congress uh, will circulate them to their colleagues. They're called Dear Colleague Letters. And the, the, their colleagues, other members of Congress, will then sign on um, and then they'll be able to have um, letters that go up to the Appropriations Committee when they decide uh, the final funding for certain programs. It really helps to have, you know, to know how many additional members of Congress you have supporting you. Um, so our goal should really be to get every member of Congress <laughs> onto these letters. Uh, we know that's not possible. Members right. of the Appropriations Committee don't usually sign the letters because they're actually receiving the letters, so they don't right. say they're sending a letter to themselves. Um, except Captain Clark did get named to the Appropriations Committee after, oh, no. <laughs> after she had already had said she was going to send this letter. So she right. said, I'm still going to do it, even okay. though I know it's going to me. Right. But that's how great it was. Um, and so really the, the reason why it is so critically important for us to do a little bit of pressure and, and for us to be reaching out to our members of Congress mm -hmm. um, is that members of Congress, specifically Republican members of Congress, are not always too excited to sign on to letters asking for more funding. Right. Um, <laughs> at the same time, there is a huge opportunity with Republican members of Congress um, to get them to say, well, Head Start is a priority. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what this letter says. It doesn't say any specific funding levels. Um, we wanted to keep it broad so that, um, again, we don't know what types of funding levels we're even going to be able to be pushing for or not. But they said, let's make sure that Head Start is a top priority in the final uh, funding decisions for fiscal year 2018. Um, so, again, that's why we, we, you know, our job now is to go out there and make sure that our members of Congress get a little bit of pressure from back home mm -hmm. to sign on to these letters, uh, especially those moderate Republicans um, who we know that they're supportive of Head Start, um, but getting them to really uh, to take action on it is, is something that I think that we can do. Uh, I think it's something that's easy, that they like to do, uh, and it's really a great opportunity for us to, at the end of the day, have a letter of, you know, 40, 50, 100, 200, yeah. 400 uh, members of Congress signed on about in support of Head Start. So that's why it's so critically important. So essentially, you know, just to bring some clarity mm -hmm. here, um, I'm not signing the letter, but I'm calling my congressman to sign the letter. So that's 100%. what you're expecting. Okay, great. Exactly. So what we have what we have done is we set up basically a website mm -hmm. where you can go on and um, submit a letter to your member of Congress. Gotcha. This is you signing a letter from yourself. You should mm -hmm. use your personal address, not your program address, great. but your personal address, um, and get that letter sent up to the member of Congress, and then the member of Congress will consider it. They will then get in touch with Catherine Clark or Lynn Jenkins' staff, okay. And then they'll get signed on to the letter, and then that letter will be just members of Congress going on to uh, the Appropriations Committee. So I should be telling everyone to send this to their congressman. <laughs> you absolutely should. Everybody that you know, especially in, uh, especially in those moderate Republican or Republican mm -hmm. districts who, again, we know they're supporters, but we just need to get there. Now, let me just say one thing, is sure. that as of now, this letter is only in the House of Representatives. Right. We're working on getting a Senate letter, but the Senate okay. has... Uh, I think if anybody's followed the news, knows that the Senate's been a little occupied with all of these confirmation hearings. Right. <laughs> um, and so they are not, uh, they have not been really starting the appropriations process as much as the House has. Mm -hmm. um, but um, I actually was on the Hill this morning talking to um, one Senate office, a uh, Republican office, who's actually very interested. And um, we do have a, a, a Senate Democrat who's, who's going to be leading this letter um, on the Senate side. So as of now, we're just doing a focus on our House members, on our representatives. Um, but we do hope in the next month or two uh, to be able to do something similar for the Senate. Awesome. So this is not the first letter, hopefully. <laughs> not the first letter and certainly won't be the last. Great. 
Well, Tommy, thank you for being here today, and I trust that this will not be the first or last time we have you on the podcast. So. I certainly hope so, and let me add one more thing, Taylor. Yeah. When, when it comes to uh, actually submitting the letter and getting and signing on to uh, signing a letter to your member of Congress. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I forgot to mention the website. So the website <laughs> yeah. is www.supportheadstart.org, something okay. that uh, folks in our field should have done a ton of times and, mm-hmm. and know about. Again, it's just www.support, S-U-P-P-O-R-T, headstart, all one word, dot org. Uh, and when you go to that website, it'll literally take you less than a minute to send. Um, and then strongly encourage that, uh, as you said, to share it with share, everyone. Share, share. But there's a little button on there where you can share it to Facebook right away. You can oh, share it to Twitter. Convenient. You can tag people. <laughs> you can get everybody engaged. Um, again, the more folks that we get on this, uh, the more of an opportunity we're going to have to really strengthen our support uh, in front of the Appropriations Committee. Okay, great. Well, thank you again. And to all of you listening, we will catch you next week.